Hello and welcome back to Simply Ayurveda, a place where we learn how to apply Ayurvedic wisdom into our everyday lives so that we can live in mind, body, and spirit harmony. I am your host, Julia, and we made it to season two. I cannot tell you how good it feels to be back in front of the microphone recording a brand new season for you guys. Thank you to everyone who made season one such a success. We have thousands and thousands of downloads, and it's just been so amazing seeing more and more listeners tune in over the past couple of months as I've been working on this new season. I even had the honor of virtually meeting with some of you and guiding you through your wellness journeys. It's just been so motivating for me and really just goes to show that so many of you are ready to come back to yourselves and to learn and to grow and implement this innate knowledge so that you can feel good in your life. So just a big thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and for spreading the beautiful word about Ayurveda. I have a very, very exciting new season for you, as well as some amazing guests that I cannot wait to introduce. But before we do any of that, today's episode is very important, because today we will learn how to transition from fall and winter into spring the Ayurvedic way. If you have never heard this idea of adjusting your lifestyle or your diet as the seasons change, I don't blame you. It's not really something that we talk about, unfortunately. But as the seasons change, our bodies go through a lot of change as well. Last season, we learned just how connected we are to nature, and Ayurveda really teaches us that we are one with nature. So this means the changes that happen in nature can also appear within our mind-body system. And this is because of the five great elements that we learned from last season. Space, air, fire, water, and earth. These five elements come together to form the doshas, and the doshas are the energies that govern all functions of nature and all functions of our human body. Vata is like the wind and our breath, and we see vata dosha mostly in the fall. This is when the air becomes cold, dry, and brisk, the leaves get dry and fall off the trees, and it starts to get really windy, and these are all qualities of vata, cold, dry, rough, and mobile. And then we have pitta. This is the sun's heat and our digestive fire. We see pitta dosha in the summertime, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. This is when the sun is at its hottest, it's light and oily, and these are all qualities of pitta. And then we have kapha, representing the water that covers our planet and all of Earth's structures, the same way it provides lubrication and structure within our bodies, through our joints, our organs, all the way to our bones. We see kapha mostly in the late winter time and the springtime. This is when the snow starts to melt. This is when we start to see the morning dew, which starts to signify the start of spring. And its qualities are cold, damp, heavy, smooth, and stagnant. This is our beautiful cycle of life. And the same way you change your wardrobe and your shoes for the different seasons, it's also just as important that we change what we eat and some of our lifestyle habits so that we can move in harmony with the changing seasons. Now, if we don't move with the seasons, then all of this change that's occurring in our external world and in nature will eventually catch up to us in one way or another and start to create conflict within our mind-body system. 
And a prime example of this are those dreaded seasonal allergies. You have congestion, itchy eyes, itchy throat, mucus and irritation, and all of these are symptoms of an out-of-balance kapha dosha. Other symptoms of an out-of-balance kapha include colds and cough, sinus infections, water retention, lung congestion, but the good news is that all of this can be avoided or at least minimized if we know how to adjust according to the season. To give another example as to how we see the seasons take effect on our bodies, I want you to take a second and think about how your mood changes when you have a beautiful sunny summer day versus a gloomy stormy day. On the sunny day, you're feeling motivated, you feel active, you want to go outside, you want to go out and be productive and get things done. The sun represents pitta dosha. That's why summertime is pitta season. And all of these feelings of motivation and activity, these are all qualities of pitta. But when it rains, you know, you probably just want to stay at home and cuddle up on the couch in your comfy clothes and order takeout and have a nice lazy day. And, you know, maybe during the winter you only get one week of sun and so you might be experiencing more feelings of sadness. All of these are feelings of kapha dosha. And so naturally, we see and have likely experienced how nature directly impacts our mood, our health, and how we're feeling. That's why Ayurveda emphasizes adapting our routines and our habits and our dietary choices for each season so that we can honor these subtle variations within nature and ourselves. So let's talk about springtime and kapha season. Springtime and kapha are both very nurturing energies. Spring is the time when our earth prepares for new life and warmer weather. Our earth becomes water-soaked and heavy from all of the snowfall that melted and the rainfall that naturally comes with spring. Outside, it's either cold or warm, which causes humidity and that heavy, muggy feeling in the air. And so our qualities for spring, as well as kapha, are heavy, cold, wet, and stagnant. If we remember from last season, one of Ayurveda's most important principles, like increases like, and opposite attracts balance. And so since our qualities for spring are heavy, cold, wet, and stagnant, we want to implement light, warm, dry, and movement into our season. We want more lightness in our diet and more movement and stimulation in our bodies. Let's start with lightness in our diet. In the winter, our digestion becomes really strong. The body turns up its own internal fire, aka our digestive fire, in order to counteract nature's coldness. This causes our appetite to increase. That's why in the fall and winter, we eat a lot of root vegetables and heavier, heartier foods and soups and stews because it keeps us feeling warm and satisfied during the cold winter months. However, come spring, the earth begins to warm and there becomes more moisture and humidity in the environment versus the dry, brisk air of winter, and the body begins to turn down its fire. Digestion goes from strong to now moderate, and those heavy, dense stews and heavy foods of winter are no longer going to serve us and will actually end up dampening our digestion. Instead, we want to prioritize foods that are a little lighter and drier. So that means cooking with a little less oil, 
incorporating a little less fat and protein. And instead, we want to prioritize more astringent, pungent, and bitter tastes. In Ayurveda, there are six tastes that constitute a balanced meal. Sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent. And most people are really familiar with the first three, sweet, sour, salty, and not so much familiar with astringent, pungent, and bitter. Astringent tastes are things like cranberries, unripe bananas, pomegranate, green beans, all of your legumes, your turnips, and artichokes. And your pungent taste can come from things like fresh ginger, chilies, garlic, onion, spices like black pepper and cayenne. And then your bitter taste can come from all of your bitter leafy greens like spinach, kale, asparagus, radishes. These foods naturally help detoxify our body and our liver and our blood. And when you cook with these leafy greens, you want to make sure that you're actually cooking them and not eating them raw, especially during springtime. So the best way is to saute them with a little bit of ghee or oil. You can lightly steam them or even dry roasting them in the oven is okay for spring. But by cooking your greens, this allows your body to better absorb all of the nutrients. Please, please, please try to avoid adding your greens into raw smoothies, especially during spring when our main priority this season is to consume warm, cooked, and easy-to-digest foods. Anything raw always has a heavier effect on our digestion. And so I'm not saying that raw salads are bad or smoothies are bad. It's just not the time and place during the spring. Cooked lentils and grains are also really good for this season because they help to absorb any extra moisture and water retention that's in the body. Things like green lentils, millet, and barley. These are really good options for kaffa because they're a little bit lighter in nature than some of the other grains. If you have congestion or phlegm, this is a great time to incorporate those pungent tastes like your black pepper, your chili peppers, because spicy foods really helps to clear out the channels of the body and clear out any phlegm or congestion. And so these are just some dietary adjustments that you can implement. It's hard to give blanket statements in Ayurveda since it's such a personalized science. So if you do want more of a personalized dietary plan, then you can schedule a one-on-one consultation and we can work through what that looks like for you. So now let's move on to talking about how we can implement more movement and stimulation into our lifestyle and rituals. Now, this next suggestion I'm about to give is a very universal suggestion in Ayurveda, and that is to wake up with the sunrise before 6 a.m., And we'll dive more into the science behind this in next week's episode when we talk about circadian rhythms. But the reason Ayurveda suggests waking up before or by 6 a.m. is because 6 a.m. signals the start of the kapha time of day. Yes, the doshas are present all around us. In nature, in our body, in our lifespan, in the hours of the day, in our week. And so... This is a topic for next week, but the reason this is particularly beneficial for springtime is because we already have a lot of this kapha energy happening in nature. We said springtime is the season for heaviness and stagnation. And so if we snooze too late into the morning, into the kapha time of day, then you're automatically more likely to feel the effects of that heaviness and stagnation, and you're just going to want to curl up in your bed and never want to get out. 
But if you were to set your alarm at 5.30 or even 5.45, I promise you will definitely start to notice a difference in your energy levels. But that is assuming that you're going to bed by like 10 or 10.30. You know, if you're going to bed by midnight, then getting five hours of sleep is not going to feel so good. We want to get around seven to eight hours of sleep. So try to be in bed by 10, 10.30 so that you are more naturally inclined to wake up with the circadian rhythm that we will talk more about next week. Speaking of our sleep patterns, this is definitely not the season to indulge in daytime napping. That groggy feeling that comes when you take an hour or longer nap in the middle of the day, that is an example of a kapha symptom. Day sleep in general increases kapha dosha, and so during kapha season, it should absolutely be avoided in spring. If you're absolutely exhausted, you know, you can take a 15-minute power nap, that's okay, but full-on sleep during the day can lead to congestion, toxin buildup, sluggishness, and weight gain. In order to offset all of these symptoms of kapha dosha, that's why we want to implement a lot of active movement and stimulation. This could look like an empowering vinyasa yoga class in the morning, doing a few rounds of sun salutations to really get the blood moving, and if you're not into yoga, then see what you feel the most excited about doing. Even a brisk walk in nature is great. Anything that will get your heart pumping, and even better if you can break a little sweat. Saunas are also really great. If you have the choice to choose between a sauna or a steam room, definitely choose the sauna because it's dry. It'll help release any water retention or swelling. And this is also a great season for dry brushing. Dry brushing is a massage technique that uses a natural stiff bristled bath or shower brush. And you do this before you hop in the shower and it uses friction to stimulate and clear toxins from the body through your lymphatic system. It's really great for exfoliation and removing dead skin cells, and most importantly, for stimulating new blood flow within the tissues. This is a really great practice to implement in your morning routine. It really helps to shake off that excess kapha during the kapha time of morning. Although, if you do have very dry skin, then you wanna be careful not to aggravate your dry skin even more. For kaphas, this is a really great self-care ritual to implement since kaphas tend to have more smooth and soft skin, so it really helps to stimulate that blood flow. That is kapha season protocol in a nutshell. We want light, warm, easy to digest foods compared to the heavy hearty foods we were just eating in the winter. This is the perfect season to incorporate a little bit of heat and spice into your meals as well as those bitter and astringent tastes. And we want to implement a lot of active movement and body stimulation to keep us feeling energized and not groggy during this heavy and stagnant time of year. And so these are just a good handful of suggestions as we get ready to welcome the first day of spring next week. I hope some of them resonated so that you can go into this new season feeling light and motivated. And, you know, if you want more personalized recommendations, then you can schedule a one-on-one consultation with me or any Ayurvedic counselor or practitioner, and we'll be able to make more personalized recommendations based on your prakriti and where you are currently at. I have also recently launched a three-month coaching program where we really work together on step-by-step implementing new goals and practices to help you create and maintain balance in the mind and body. We will start with the initial consultation where we assess your prakriti, 
your natural state that we are all born with, and we will also talk about what your wellness goals are and where you would like to be. From there, I will create a fully personalized Ayurvedic wellness plan that we will work on implementing over the course of the three months. You will learn how to create daily, nightly, and seasonal routines that last. You will learn different tips and tricks to balance digestion and gut health. You will learn stress management techniques and learn how to push through self-limiting beliefs. And so it's really a holistic and nurturing transformational program. I'm still offering special pricing, so even if you're on the fence, be sure to get your application in so that you can lock in your spot. Next week, we will talk a little bit more on this notion of moving with the seasons, and we'll dive into the different circadian rhythms that are outlined by Ayurveda. I will get into detail about why Ayurveda recommends waking up before 6, why the morning is the best time to get your workout in, and why lunch should be eaten before 1 p.m. and so much more. There are so many ways that we can optimize our energy levels and avoid energy burnouts when we know how to move with the different cycles of the day. So as usual, thank you all so much for being here and for tuning in. Definitely connect with me on social media and let me know which tips you found the most helpful. And until then, I will talk to you next Tuesday. Bye.